So welcome everyone to another episode of This Week in Salsa. Today on the podcast, I have Sonia Rivera of Diamond Dancers International. Uh, really excited to have her on the show today. We're going to talk about a lot of great stuff, so stay with us. Whip. I got a fever, and the only prescription is more cowbell. So you know how to walk, you know how to dance. You ever dance with the devil in the pale moonlight? Sonia, uh, thanks so much for coming on the show. Thank you. Thank you for bringing me and uh, for thinking about me for this. Yeah, absolutely. We're doing we're doing round two here. So we've got to know each other quite well over the past couple of months here. But uh, I'm excited to share your story with the listeners and just glean some insights here of, of your personal story. You have a lot of history here in this South community. So I always start with my my guests on the show with just a little bit about your story. So tell us about how you got into salsa. Um, maybe just the 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 highlights of from then to where you are here now and, and what you're doing a little bit with Diamond Dancers. Well, uh, can I be honest? This this was a beautiful accident. I think the best accident that could ever happen to me. Um, as, as many people, when you get through the, a divorce, you know, you, you try to do something else or try to find new things that spice your life. And and one night, I just find one of the of the best accidents that happened to me. Uh, I went to this place called Havana, and, and I knew this guy, uh, actually, who was my, my husband for 14 years. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and and And... He bring me into the into the social life. He was very, uh, you know, like he was he was taking classes and and he wants to do something else. We need a partner, so we start practicing and one thing take to the other. And look where I am right now. <laughs> <laughs> and, I never I never thought to be a dancer before, so I have to be honest. It was him. His name is Arturo, and 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 he's a great dancer. He's a great teacher too, and we're still very good friends. Um, unfortunately, you know. Right now we're in uh, Paul's Mountain, let's put it like that. Um, <laughs> but uh, but he was the one that brought me into the dance and and gave me my first steps and and showed me the beautiful life of a dancer. Right, and I I actually I didn't go through a divorce, but there were similar reasons that I went into salsa. It was related to some relationships, and you know I I hear that as a common theme. I'm sure that you may hear some of that too among your students, among other dancers there in the Tampa area and just friends around the country. I know you talk with a lot of people around the country, but it seems like that's a common theme that I hear that people are going through challenging times in their lives. Um, they're going through something with a lot of stress, a lot of pressure, whether it's work related, whether it's relationships, and they they tend to find this, this salsa community as a bit of a safe haven, a bit of a way to... Uh, you know, move beyond some of, of their their problems. And for me personally, I found that it really helped me enormously with kind of tabling those issues that were there in my life. And, and I and I eventually got to the point where I did correct those, but I found that salsa was a major driver in that as well. It, it allowed me to remember what it was like to enjoy life too, right? The thing I, I think that people try to find something that saves them. Uh, okay, salsa is, is one of the choices, you know, and, and, and when you feel alive again and when you feel like joy, enjoying, you know, uh, a, a good time that allow you to don't remember about what you're going through, uh, 
I think that that's why they maybe use this as escape. Um, but um, the interesting part is that we think that it's just salsa, but people um, sometimes they they come to us not just because they are having struggles with one thing or the other. Sometimes uh, doctors recommend them, you know, to to do salsa to to get better somehow in their life. Uh, it could be marriage, you know, couples that have troubles and 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 need need a uh, this activity that maybe connect them again and. There's a lot of reasons I have people that come to me because they have disorders, you know, or or, or attention uh, problems, or or they have mental problems. So there's a lot of reasons why people use salsa or use dance in general to to get better, you know, and and to and to um, enjoy life a little bit more. Let's put it like that. Right. And so when you first started getting exposed to dancing what were some of the changes that you noticed in the short term, right? So if I'm a listener and I've never danced salsa before, what what things can you expect? <laughs> it changed my life completely. It was an upside down, like 360 degrees, all the way opposite. But what I'm saying is that at short term, I, I became a better person, you know, thinking that I start knowing what discipline is, you know, like you have to practice, you have to, you have to set a goal, uh, you have to, uh, um, I don't know, you, you have to start thinking about your future. And, and even if at the first time you don't realize you're doing that, um, one project takes to the other, one project takes to the other. And it, 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 became, it takes from, from you the best of you uh, when you really find a passion, you know, something that you really want to do and something that you think that, that you are good at it. You know, I'm not saying I'm the best. I'm far away from being the best. There's plenty of people that have more skills than me. But uh, if I can be very honest, uh, maybe um, not all of all of them have the passion that I have for this. You know, I, I live through salsa and dancing in general. I really love bachata too. You know, I dance bachata. Not as the best ones, but you know what? I can enjoy music, period. You know, whatever type of music it is. Right. And... So then I, I still want to go back to these early days of Sonia, right? So if I'm, if I'm dancing with you back, back then, I mean, how, how would you say that you got good, right? If, if again, I'm, I'm someone who's just starting to learn dance, what are some of the, the things that you picked up early on as really like big aha moments, things that really propelled your learning forward? And, and I agree with you that I think that passion is the number one thing. Passion is that thing that if you have that, everything else becomes, well, it's going to happen eventually. I'll figure it out eventually. Um, but what are those things that you figured out through your passion for the dance? You know what? I was very lucky, and and sometimes you don't realize how lucky you are until you know, uh, until you get a little bit more mature. But finding that person that helped me through, because at the very very beginning I was very shy, and and whoever was from that time can tell you that I, I didn't find the passion right away. You know, I was a little by little discover, but he was behind or in front of me, whatever you want to say, just pushing like, hey, you can do this, you can do this. Uh, and we start practicing, and, and, and it was fun because we don't even have a clue of what we're doing. But we discover that during the path of the time, we start competing, we start knowing people. And I remember all these 
big names that you can see right now living in Europe and doing, you know, successful things like Chela, like Jesus, um, a lot of people from old school, like Felipe Polanco, which is one of his uh, best uh, teachers and the, the the very beginning teachers that he had at the at the uh, at the start, uh, and and he was one of the of the more passionate people that I remember, you know, about about his dance, about his his art. Um, right now, he's oh he changed a little bit now. He's not doing nothing related to salsa, which is a loss for us. Uh, but what I'm saying is, uh, uh, I I was very very lucky to have somebody that that pushed me because he was the one that pushed me to do the movies that the movie that we did. He was the one that pushed me to compete, which is I I don't even have a clue by that time what what is a competition. It's really different what we have right now. Obviously, yes, uh, 14 years ago it was uh, another world. Let's put it like that. But then. Mm-hmm. Um, he was the one that that uh, put that seed of of of, of discipline and, and and let's achieve this, let's do this, let's do this. Uh, he was very very passionate by that time. Um, but at the same time, I start doing teams. Uh, that's why I'm, I'm I'm a believer that teams can help you out uh, because when I start, there's no many there was no many teachers you know back then, like like right now that you have like every three kilometers you have a school. You know, you have to travel far away to have a good teacher, and a lot of good people that gave me chances to to develop and grow too. You know, uh, in Puerto Rico, thanks God, where I came from, uh, there's a lot of people that know well, you know, the the scene and know well what they're doing, and 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 we have good chances. Uh, I have to say thank you to Jaime Roman too, which is uh, which was the first one that gave me a chance uh, to get into the teacher part of the business, you know, and, and I fall in love right away. When you teach and when you when you know what you're doing, you know, teaching helps you to understand better what you're doing for yourself. So when you teach, you learn twice. You know, I, I actually have a question. So I have a question specifically about that, and this is something that I've been wrestling with quite a bit because I completely agree with you. I think when you teach – you learn that material so much better and you learn things you didn't even realize that you knew and you kind of have to reverse engineer and explain things. So I think you become a better dancer, but there's also, I believe it was in a documentary I saw called La Boca where they talked to Frankie Martinez about this. And he actually took a bit of issue with people who were instructing and weren't necessarily completely educated in how to dance salsa, right? And he felt that there is this natural dilution that's happening because people are teaching because they're passionate about it. They, they want to teach this dance that they love so much, and yet there's this dilution, so they're maybe not teaching it the right way. Yeah, we have to be responsible about that. You know, remember that I'm, I'm talking, when we start, there was nothing, you know. We were... Right pretty much the pioneers, you know, I'm not saying that I was the first one, but I'm saying that from that era of dance 14, 15 years ago, when we start, you know, it was, uh, and I have to say it, this, this too, it was because one of the, uh, of the best salsa promoters that we have, or we never had in, in, in the business, which is Mr. Mr. Torres. I went to Los Angeles Salsa Congress, I think it's the second year that they did that. And and that was the flame that that 
put this fire on and we're still on. Uh, when I saw all these performances, I remember Joey Bravo, I remember my mm-hmm. dear good friend, Edwin Rivera. Well, what I'm saying is that thanks to people like Stacy Lopez, I have to say him thank you every time that that I wake up in the morning because he was he certified us. You know, they make those programs that it should be nice to have it again. So if you're passionate about teaching, you have to be responsible too. We study a lot. You know, we had been doing this for so many years that uh, now we're ready, you know, and, and, and that prepare us to give the best of us, you know. Uh, what, I, what I understand in Frankie Martinez is absolutely right, that if you're a student, you, if you don't know what you're doing yet, you know, even if you're passionate, uh, uh, kind of like this passionate or this passion. And, and try to learn a little bit more and get prepared before you get into front, in front of a of a group, because even if you don't, if you don't uh, think about it, I have a lot of people that come to my classes that are, are musicians that really knows about rhythm, that really knows about you know something they just discovering to see if you really know what you're doing, and and they start asking you questions. So uh, I I will, I cannot imagine people that are not ready you know, having somebody like that in their class and, and make you look like you don't know what you're doing, you know. Right. So, so it, it, it's paying respect to people that have been in the business for a long time. I think that they deserve uh, a good quality education first, and then you try to open your own place, you know, try to share your passion. There's so many ways that you can share what you really uh, love to do. So let's first do it in a perspective of, of a performer, maybe of a, per, of, of a perspective, sorry, of a student, you know, a good student that really knows what all the technique and, and really know how to develop a class. And then you you go to the stage of teach somebody else. You know, I'm not saying that you have, when you teach, you have to do it from the, from the you know, from the top, uh, from the very beginning of your career, you know, try to, uh, go to college, you know, educational college, uh, doing like as a joke, you know, mm-hmm. go and, and go to these good teachers that we have in New York, go to good teachers that we have in Puerto Rico. There's around the globe a lot of good teachers that really knows how to train and how to put you into the business the right way. And then when you learn, you know, from uh, from the best people that we, that we have, then uh, – Try to start, you know, little by little, being assistant, you know, assisting them, you know, in classes, so you will learn the right way to do it. And then- yeah, well, that, that, that's a great point, Sonia. And I, I think there is something inherent in our culture, at least in the American culture that I've been exposed to. Even from when we're little kids in school, you know, when the teacher calls on us, they ask, "What's the answer to this question?" And it's not—it's very shunned upon to say, "I don't know," right? And for that reason. I think also when people start learning salsa and they try to learn to teach, um, they there are two kinds of not knowing the answer, right? There's one where it's they don't know and they try to come up with an answer, or the second is where they think they know and it may be misinformation, right? And the second one's a little bit trickier because there isn't really any standardization in salsa. And I'd like you to talk about that a little bit too, but there isn't much standardization in at least the New York style and LA style. There's some, but not a lot. And then the first part, though, I don't know. I think it's simply when I teach, for instance, when I teach, there's a lot of stuff that students ask me and I say, well, you know what? I don't know. I'm going to find the answer and get back to you. 
right? And and that helps you learn because because it's not a it's not a um, limit of resources as where you can learn. It's a limit of resourcefulness. We are in, in the internet age. You can go to YouTube and find anything that you want. Videos that break down every single move on Earth. Um, there is no reason that you can't find the answer to something, but I think that we have to get to that point, especially for people who are maybe just beginning their teaching careers, to have some humility in their answers and say, you know what, I don't know the answer to that question, but but I'll find it out. You know what, it happened to me before a couple of times. That I, you know, I remember when I went to Venezuela one time, one of the guys asked me, hey, can I use the one to dance on any other, you know, uh, timing? And I was like, block for a moment and I said you know what that's a good question I think yes but that's a good question but let me find out and let me you know get a real answer for your question and I remember calling him back like three or four days after hey you know what let's do this and, and blah 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 and we start you know like putting points outside about that and that's a good way for us to you know like uh, research for more information and, and get better and better but then um I think that, that also we have to give chances to these students, you know, because the, as we have people that want to really teach but they don't have, like, a good idea of what they're doing, we also have a lot of jealousy, you know, people that really are, are teachers, good teachers, you know, that they don't give chances to other people that are growing too. So it goes both ways. You know, uh, um, mm. we have to we have to put time on those students to train them. You know, to to let them grow as well. Because when we start, uh, maybe we don't have people that that stop us. But sometimes, as a teacher, you have to you have to understand that you have a time. You know, uh, and 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 there's a lot of people with a lot of hungry. You know, being a dancer, and and you should train them. You should you should help them out to to reach our goals too. Um, it goes both ways, and and it will be a better dance place if if we really, with the heart, you know, try to help each other to you know reach or to get the things that everybody wants. Uh, a good dancer should be, I think, in my personal opinion, I'm not saying that I'm the best. I'm not saying either again that I'm um I'm you know like the old, the last salsa worth you know but what i'm saying is that uh, a good a good teacher should have three stages you know it's not just a uh, a person that can teach but as well you have to be trained you know in in performing you should be a performer uh because that experience of performing give you another perspective of how to train a, par- a person and also you know it's not just that but you should be a good social dancer there's no way that you can teach somebody else if you cannot go on the dance floor what you're trying to teach. So it means that you need more practice. If you want to be a teacher and you want to show a move, you know, you need to do that as well, you know, and well done with the technique and with everything properly done, you know. And then last but not least, you should be knowing well your material, so you have to study daily. You have to watch videos. You have to look for some research, you know, researching information about, you know, everything that you could possibly could possibly do. So for me, a good a good teacher, even if you're not performing anymore, but at least have certain amount of experience. It could be watching shows, you know, and involved in the scene, uh, but uh, it it never going to compare to 
stop in this, you know, on a stage and do your show and 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 pass through that, you know. Uh, there's three three stages, and and a good a good salsa dancer or a good teacher should have at least a little bit of experience in each one way. Yeah, I I agree, I agree, and I think of those, the one that I ha I personally have the least experience in is performance for sure. Uh, I've done I've done four, no, I've probably done six performances like of two songs, so. Uh, it's, it's scary as hell. Like you, you never really get, I think that if, if you're not at least a little scared right before you perform, then you're not doing it right. Right. So there always should be a little bit of anxiety. I mean, are, are you, are you a little nervous every time you perform? Cause I know you're doing the new performances with candy and yeah, even, even with candy and you up there, come on, I saw you strutting your stuff in Atlanta. But I mean, every time that you perform, you get scared. That's part of the of the emotion. That's part of the adrenaline. That's part of the of the of the show. If you don't feel scared, and it's not a scare like this emotion, like oh my god, oh my god, I'm going next, I'm going next. That that's something that you can you can describe. If I can sit out with a lot of performances, performance, sorry, I know that they will say the same thing. Uh, this two or three seconds before when you hear your name that they are calling your name and you're walking inside those are the, the most drilling moments that you can ever have in your life <laughs> come on <little> more <laughs> yeah but it's, it's really cool but as soon as the music starts and you feel that first note it's like being somewhere else it's been heaven even if you're you know trying to to give the best show that you can and even if you're thinking about your steps and even if you're trying to enjoy it's it's another note of of emotion and and just the performance people that pass through and 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 have the experience can tell you how it is you know what when i when i'm social dancing and and, and i can Sometimes I feel the same thing when I'm, I'm I'm socializing because I get into the music so deep that I can't even remember who's around, you know, and, and what I'm doing. <laughs> I'm just feeling the music. But when you're performing uh, and you feel all the vibes, especially lately that, you know, um, I know that many people that you scream at me like, hey, Tonya, I love you, la, la, la. That's very, very uh, emotional and put you with uh, goosebumps. <laughs> you feel like, oh, my God, you know, these people really love what I do, even if I'm not, I'm not perfect. I'm not saying that, you know, I'm far away from being perfect. And during, during performing, but I really do with my heart what I do, and people can feel that, and, and people give you back as much love as they can, you know, and, and, and they are enjoying with you that moment. And it, it's irrepeatable, you know, you, you don't have that moment twice, even if you're performing 30 times, it's 30 different emotions that you can feel. And 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 it's amazing, it's amazing. Uh, retire, you know, it's, it's hard for me to think about that, even if I, I thought about that a couple of times in my life already. Well, speaking of emotions when you're performing, uh, the one I have most vivid, obviously I'll always remember my first performance, which was at, uh, I'm, the, I'm, I'm the director of the Gator Sauce Club here in Gainesville, and so we did our first performance there. And, you know, it was like the home crowd. I knew all the people there, and I was the, uh, I was the MC as well. So I introduced myself and then threw the mic over the DJ and walked on with the rest of the, the five couples, and that was great, right? Um, the first real one, though, we went to the Jacksonville Salsa Jam, and we were out there for the performance, and 
we went up there and we just like nailed everything. And you probably know this feeling I'm talking about where you're about three quarters of the way through the performance and you know you've nailed everything and you know you just got everything on lockdown, right? And you're like, I know every move I have to do from now until I walk off this stage. I got this. And I was feeling really good and we were getting good response from the crowd. I tell you, Sonia, out of nowhere, we were wearing these uh, vests, right? And out of nowhere, I've never thought of this before. It never crossed my mind to do this. But as I'm like, damn, I feel so good. I started unbuttoning my vest during the shine. Just like one by one, taking off the buttons. And, and I was like, damn. And then the crowd loved it, of course. And then I look back at the and I'm like, what the hell was I thinking? Like, really? Like, that's, that's the one time I just decided it pops into my head. I was feeling so good, I just did it. So, yeah, you definitely have this different, at least I have this different mindset when, uh, when I'm performing, for sure. So, no, 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 I wasn't, I wasn't doing the whole, you know, Marco and Joe's Bell thing. No, not yet, not yet. Maybe my next, my next performance will be that. Well, it, it, comes, it comes in two different ways, too, because I, right now that I already have, I don't know how many teams already I have, but I know that I have over 200 routines done, you know, in, in, in so many years uh, that I'm celebrating this last couple of months. I realized that I just put 200 routines. When you see somebody that you prepare performing, it's another type of, of nervousness. It's another type of, of emotions, too. And and that's that's something that just choreographers can feel when you work with these people every day and you see the struggles that he they pass every day and you see how much they improve even if they are not perfect you can feel how, when they achieve something how happy they are you know how much joy you bring to other people's life and that's another way of 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 this goosebumps that you feel when you when you have your kids performing you know I'm, I'm a salsa mom for a lot of people i don't know how many people i already train and 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 thought about how to dance and and it's not the same emotion when i perform i get less nervousness not when they are performing because i cannot help them out <laughs> and since the music started i'm like oh my god i'm, I'm eating my my nail <laughs> I'm, I'm just literally showing my 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 fingers you know, and, and when they finish, I feel so relieved, like, oh. So you can imagine if I have five, six, seven teams during a weekend preparing people, you know, maybe they are doing their first performance. They are so scared. But you put them through uh, this light of helping them out. And, 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 and when they finish, you can see on their faces, you know, like, oh, my God, there was a journey for just three minutes. But they feel so accomplished, and their attitude, they, their their faces show you so much love. That that's why one of the reasons why I do this. People think that oh yeah, it's a business you're doing because you need money, you're doing because of this or that. Whoever knows me well, know that that's not the main reason why I do this. You know, I can I can be doing customs until five in the morning, be asking customs until six. And, and and that's something that I have to say. Uh, maybe I put so much time in this that I forget about really important things in life, um, such as family sometimes. And uh, right now I can say, well, you know, what decisions that I made, maybe not the smartest one uh, because I lost other things that right now I, I think that 
we value like you know my mom like my dad you know family time with them you know uh and and i pay a high price you know for my salsa career um but at the same time you feel so good helping others that that uh that it's really really very rewarding for you as a person knowing that all those smiles that 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 smiles that you uh, during your career you you made that's worth it uh, you know it's it's really really good for your heart to feel the love the, that people can show you the respect because you're helping them to reach their goals train Absolutely. them and love them you know i have hundreds of Absolutely. salsa kids in in peru and ecuador i have people in in philadelphia i have a lot of people in Puerto Rico right now here I have 60 kids uh, uh, I have 10 dance companies here also that we work uh, weekly two three times and and you see every time that they walk to the door how emotional how how happy they are to be in your place and and that's something that that not even thousands of dollars can pay you for that and it's different it's different the reasons why some people do this and some of us do yeah. it. It's, it is really incredible the emotional impact that this dance can have on you. And I, I, that's one of the reasons why people stick around. It, it really does. And I, you know, I, I wish that this was around uh, as part of my elementary school education. Like you teach so many kids. I wish that this dance class and these partner dances, I remember I had maybe one of these classes, two of these classes in my high school, I think, or maybe middle school. But man, having this as part of the curriculum growing up as kids, uh, it's not just even about the technique. It's also not even just about the positive feelings. I also think that it teaches these macro skills that ladies and men really can benefit from, just like how to properly respect a woman, right? Uh, things like that are subcommunicated within the dance. And gosh, I would just love to see some of these uh, public school systems around the country start to get on board with that at an earlier age with, you know, indoctrinating, if you will, with this this Latin dancing, uh, along with, you know, swing, great, ballroom, great. Uh, but having these partner dances early on in the educational process and not just uh, having to rely on, on wonderful people like you who, you know, obviously do a, a whole lot for these these younger kids as well. You know, that, that, that uh, they made... Uh, um... Antonio Banderas did one movie about that thing, you know, how to, how the impact of doing art, period. It could be painting, it could be, you know, whatever type of art you expose a kid, you know, it can change their life, you know, permanently. Uh, one of the best uh, examples that I have of that is Edwin Rivera, a good friend of mine that it was, you know, he was a problem child from the Bronx. And his mom, uh, <laughs> literally grab him through the hair and put him inside of uh, Mr. David Melendez uh, that um, class and he started, you know, he started teaching Edwin manners, you know, he started teaching Edwin like the way to behave and look, Edwin is one of the most successful people that I know that right now his, his life changed, he traveled the whole world through this magnificent art and he is Still humble, you know, he's still a humble person. But what I'm saying is that his career or his that 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 instruction that he had back in when he was like 15 or, or maybe a little less, it changed possibly 
you know, positively his uh, life forever. He already has TV programs. He's producing now his music along with Sobdari, with a lot of, you know, very, very talented and famous people that he never thought that it could be possible if, if when he started, somebody told him, hey, you're going to be this or that, you know. So I would love the government to uh, stop doing so many things that maybe are worthless, you know, that doesn't have any impact, and, and try to expose kids, you know, early early ages to to different type of art. You know, it, it will be happier kids. It will be more successful kids. It will be more stress-free kids. It will be more kids that are not exposed just to video games and, and, and stuff that maybe cannot give them nothing. Uh, and you don't know, you know, the talent of a person until you're exposed into different things, music, you know, instruments. It could be any type of, of dance or, or of art. Uh, and right now we're trying to, to open a space for little kids. So tomorrow we have the first auditions for Diamond Kids, you know, properly. I have right now a kids program, but I would love to have, I don't know, 30 uh, 30 kids, you know, jumping around and 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 teaching them how to how to feel the music and how to be more uh, susceptible to to emotions. Because kids in these times, you know, are, they are tough. You know, they don't want to to share. Uh, you know, they don't want to feel. Uh, they want to be tough. You know, they don't want to to feel emotions and they avoid that because all these video games and all these things that they don't don't support. You know, nothing good for their life. Uh, so I'm trying to to make a program uh, with some help that I'm receiving right now to create the the kids programs because I really think that that could make a good and positive impact in our society here in Tampa. And we need that. Every every town need that. Even you know, as you were talking, I was also thinking, like, let's look at a, a micro example, right? If Let's say the Tampa said, hey, we have an underage drinking problem, right? Kids are drinking alcohol, and, and what we're going to do is we're going to have a class for every 15-year-old kid because that seems to be when they start your underage drinking, and we're going to tell them the dangers of alcohol. Really, how effective is that going to be? I don't think too effective, right? Uh, however, let's say instead of doing that, you say, well, let's put them all in a salsa class. And if a few or more of them get hooked on salsa, I'll tell you what, for me, I, I went from my drinking, my beer consumption each week, went from maybe five or six beers a week down to zero because salsa is very, um, it heavily tests your um, mental as well as your physical fortitude. You have to be able to think fast and you have to be coordinated, right? Exactly, exactly. At least in the beginning. I mean, now I probably could kick a few back and pre be still okay, but I still would smell like beer, and that's no good either. So either way, I'm screwed. But I, I think that... When you go to a club and you don't dance, that's what you drink. Because you're you're doing something else, because you don't know yep. how to do the main thing, like maybe you go to club. But when you know how to dance, you involve yourself in, in the music, you know, and picking up a partner and whatever, whatever. So you don't drink that much because you don't need to. You spend the time doing something else. So, you know, it, it's something that we have to think about it. And it was something that it would be a good project to present to mm. authorities, you know, like, okay, let's make mm. a study about this. But um, well, remember that dance has so many, so many versions that we can get that it will be, you know, we can be talking about about these days, you know, about congresses, about teaching, about about performing, you know, about all the motions. It has 
so many things that you can do related to dance. Uh, you know, I know how to make customs, and I do customs from scratch, you know, uh, uh, shoes, the dazzling things, you know. It's a, it's a process in the, thinking about in the whole thing. You have so many things that you can do related to art, dance, period, that is endless. I have two other big questions. So the first one is, I'm sure some people listening are at the same level that we are at, which is our passion for dance. I'm, I'm really passionate for salsa, as are you. And I'm sure they are as well. And it definitely crosses my mind from time to time is how does this become a full-time career, right? And, and this is something that you seem to have done very well, where you're obviously very busy with salsa. It's supporting you. Uh, and I see that being very rare. That, that is a rare thing that you've accomplished um, because most people have to have this be their their moonlighting hours. You know, they have a normal nine to five. And then whenever they can get off at nights, weekends, that's when they teach. That's when they dance. So what would you say as some advice to people who want to make this a, a full-time career? First, maybe some things that you'd say, like, here are some mindsets that you have to have and you have to be comfortable with, but it, maybe also some some tactical things, some uh, some pitfalls that you discovered on, hey, this is not going to pay the bills, uh, or just overall strategies that, that you've seen. What, what do you think about that? I cannot reveal that because that's what I'm doing in my book. <laughs> that's what I'm writing about, how to become a uh, successful dance of successful people that can live from dance, and what that's one of the other things that I'm putting in my book. I'm I'm writing li- little by little. I'm not saying that the book was gonna be in one year, and I'm saying that the book was gonna be out in one year and a half, maybe two years, because I really want to write this, you know, down with my mind on it. Uh, but you know what? It's something that if you plan to be a full time teacher, maybe you don't get it, or maybe you can achieve that, but when you have a passion and you keep running around your passion, keep developing about your passion and keep keep doing, getting involved, trust me, you know, uh, when you get disciplined in, in what you're doing and when you think about it, you will find a way. But you have to be versatile. You know, you have, if you just want to teach, it will be very rare for you to accomplish this because there's so many things that you can do that can make you a living, you know, but you have to get on everything, you know, you have to you have to train to be good. That's why, you know, I started just dancing my own thing, and now I'm doing shoes for, you know, people that ask me, hey, can you be dazzle this for my team? So there's a way for me to earn some money from there, doing what I really love, because I re- everybody that knows me, I love diamonds. And that's my company's name is because, you know, I think that um, that everybody can be a diamond, you know. When you get to me, it's like a little charcoal. Uh, piece but then you see you can discover so many things that you can do you know you can be a good teacher and and we're doing workshops around the whole Florida state and uh, other other places too and that's something else that you can do I do sweet 15s for for quinceañeras you know that they want to do uh, uh, a performer special performer on, on their party so that's another way of living you know make a living you're doing classes you know, at your own studio, that's something that I do that make a living. Um, and you can do teams like I do, you know, for people that really want to get trained and wants to prepare and wants to travel doing performances in different congresses. So that's something else that I do. You see, you can you can discover uh, uh, in what you're good at it and, and then you can create a system, you know, and, and, and don't don't just do one thing. 
that's why I'm saying that you have to be trained and you want to you have to have the exposure to all these experiences first because that's the only way that you can understand where you're going and what you want to do. You know, it gave me so many friends. You know, and 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 years by years, you doing something, people start trusting you because they know that you were gonna do it right. So they they right. know that if they hire you, you know, you're gonna be the best of what you're doing. Uh, when I'm doing a class, I give. 200% in my class, and whoever is in my African or in my in my ladies' style class, they know that I'm going to be teaching the best that I can. When I'm doing my shoes, I'm doing the best that I can. When I'm doing my cuppings, I'm doing the best that I can. You know, I, I give it all. There's no 50%. No, no, no. It has to be well done. If not, I don't get into the project. Right. And and some of the some of the things that, that jump out to me, uh, one, certainly from what you said, there is diversification right? Having multiple streams of income, you know, it's not just about being a teacher and nothing else, uh, seeing what other opportunities come about. And then the, the other thing that is interesting to me is that you have, there's actually this theory about the internet as is what reminds me of it. So with, with every internet website, uh, people argue that it's the ultimate goal of a website is to collect information. And whether you're selling something, whether you're not just getting information, whether it's emails or something else, uh, kind of relaying that to what we're talking about here with Salsa, I think it's about building your audience and building your followers, right? Uh, for you, you've been in this industry for 14 years, right? And you have a presence online. We've talked about how you are have a lot of Facebook friends, right? You, I think you just had to open a second account. Uh, you probably have a lot of emails as well. But now that gives you the leverage where if you want to, for instance, when this book comes out, right, you're going to send out to all of your followers, all of your people about that new opportunity. So uh, having a system in place there as well to collect those followers, whether it's their email addresses, whether it's having a Facebook group or a Twitter or whatever. Yes, you know, to do that. I remember when I opened my, my account, you know, Facebook account, my, my Instagram account, my Twitter, you know, I just have like three or four followers. I don't know. It wasn't like that. But once you start putting out your 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 art and people start seeing that you're looking and, and you're looking for people that have the same goals that you have and have the same passion and when they see you consistently doing what you're doing mm -hmm. for years trust me in the way up to the top you will find a lot of people that think that what you're doing is good and when this when they see that you're doing it with your heart that will gonna give, give you a lot of followers even if you're not perfect right. And, right. and and you know that's that's the way that it actually, it happened yesterday. I know that people say, "No, you know, life on Facebook is is stupid." You know, and, and I don't, I don't measure my my success because of that. But then, what I'm measuring is how many people can see what I'm doing. So it's amazing that I put a, a picture of me in Atlanta. Or Daniel Tarosa is one of the best salsa scene, you know, uh, photographers. And he did one of my pictures, and in one day have five hundred likes. And I was like, "What? What happened here?" You see, so that that measures how good it is. What measures how many people can see what I'm what I'm doing, and that's what I really measure. You know, it's not about the likes. It's if the picture is good as or is bad. What I'm saying is how many people I can reach, and and they can follow what I'm doing, and they can enjoy what I'm doing. That's what I really measures. Right. Absolutely. Internet, internet, and 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 the media. You know, is really important if you want to spread what you're doing. If you want to get higher, you know, if you want 
everybody knows that this is what I'm doing and the quality of what you're doing and the consistency of what you're doing by time. So uh, in media, it's really, really important, and I take care of that every day. You know, people love to see what their teachers are doing. You know, I'm I'm trying to, you know, keep always the standards. You know, I don't post anything, you know, like offensive for anybody, you know, because pretty much it's all about dancing. But it's, it's, you, you became a public person. Everybody wants to see what you're doing, you know, where you go, and, and, and they want to hang with you. They want to spend time with you. And that's that's something else as a teacher that you should do, you know, with your students because they want to live with you. They want to learn from you. And the only way that they can learn, you know, actually what you can do and, and, and start, you know, like sharing lifetime with you and, and experiences if, 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 they, if they can have access to you. So that's why I post my videos, I post my work so they can learn, even if it's not directly from me, from what I'm posting, and, and it's interesting to see where she's going. Oh, my God, that's, could that Congress look uh, like fun to, to attend, and, you know, let, let's go next time. So in that way, you promote, you help the promoters and the people that hire you to spread, you know, their product, and you can help them to reach more people that maybe their own they cannot reach. So it's it's a, it's a chain of 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 information always always always. Great. time to give to give other people the exposure, you know. So you can you can get exposure from them, but as well you can give them exposure by you. So uh, right now I'm about to have like my first five thousand people on my Facebook. It's driving me crazy. I can be honest. <laughs> uh, but uh, but it's good because you know that you're doing something right and and you're spreading and you're using in a right way the media, uh, and and that's fantastic. That's fantastic. And there's a lot of people that just through Facebook, you know, contact me to do this and that and that. So it keeps me busy, and and it's it's a nice way to to be busy because if I work, obviously I can make a living and I can still doing this, you know, twenty four seven. Boss, and 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 it's fantastic. I feel good. <laughs> Yeah, being your own boss, it's, it's a great feeling. And actually, from, from what you said, I, I just found this quote two days ago from John Wooden, who's a legendary UCLA basketball coach. Uh, what he said was, you can't live a perfect day without doing something for someone who will never be able to repay you. And that really rings true to me. Uh, if you just have that approach in your life, which it certainly sounds like you do, good things will just happen. And you'll you'll feed off of that and, and you're going to get to where you want to be if you have that kind of mindset rather than what can I get from people? It's really, how, how can I really help this person out? Even if, you know, they're never going to be able to, to help me and maybe they will, you know, but that's not really the important thing. So, you know what, that, what, what really, what really thinking about being your own boss, what really I think is sad is wake up in the morning go drive to a job that you don't like, that you have to do because you want to make a living and don't do what really you want to do because that will going to turn off the light of your passion. And, and, and I know a lot of people that live like that. You know, they think that what they're doing is, okay, you know what, this is what I have to do, and, and they are wrong. This is not what you have to do. This is what you chose to do, you know. Uh, I know that you want to do something else, but you're not brave enough to stand in your, you know, in your feet and say, you know what, let's make this transformation, let's do this, because this could be for everybody that really wants the passion and really wants to do it, but they are not brave enough to, to, uh, to fight for their goals, you know, they just quit, and, and that's really sad, you know, you want to do this, 
you know, stand in your in your feet, make a plan, you know, make it work and make transitions slowly to what you want to do, you know. But don't don't work in in a work that is is not made for you, that maybe don't let you live your life the way that you want, because you don't you don't you don't make plans to do it, you know. It's really sad. It's really sad. And yeah. and I know a lot of people that are living like that. They they think that they have the perfect life. No, this is what I have to do. This is to support my family. You know what? When, when you're creative and when you, when you have a mind that can create, uh, there's nothing that you cannot achieve if you really want to do it. So yeah. sadly, they were going to be maybe at the age of 70, like, oh, my God, I should do that. I should do this. Uh, oh, and now I'm I'm too late to do this. They have the they have the chance, but they just let it go. Yeah, actually, there's a um, the founder of Amazon.com, Jeff Bezos. He has this. He totally nerded out with this, but he calls it his regret minimization framework. Is what he calls it. So what that is is all he does is if he's about to evaluate a major life decision, what he'll do is he will imagine himself. 85 years old at an old folks home staring into the fire by himself just sharing a quiet moment with his own thoughts and thinking to himself if if i could go back to the time that i am right now to make this decision would i do it right and when you separate yourself by you know 30 40 50 years from that decision you imagine yourself being that in that retirement home uh, it tends to strip away a lot of this noise that we have in our head about making these big decisions. Instead, says, "Well, yeah, you know, I'm I'm going to be fine. I'm going to make the money one way or another. Uh, it'll be okay." And it gives people, it gives him at least the courage to make a lot of these decisions that otherwise are are major gut check decisions. And I think that for the listeners who maybe have a full time job right now and and are doing sauce on the side, and if you you want this to be a full time thing, maybe it's at least starting by setting that intention. And then working your way towards it. Maybe it's not tomorrow, quit your job and, and do salsa full time. But maybe it's, you know, over this next month, next month, try to get 10% more involved in salsa than you currently are. Uh, maybe you can cut back from your work and, and do a four-day schedule. You know, ask your boss to negotiate a four-day work schedule rather than five. You know, do like something small today to get closer to that point. And, and little by little, it's a little by little task. You know, yeah, you cannot yeah. just quit your job like a crazy and, and then what you do, you know, you have to eat, you know. But what I'm saying is that it's really sad. Go, you know, wake up early in the morning, maybe the earliest that you, you don't really want to wake up at that time, but you have to do it. Then work 12 hours, you know, in a miserable ambience, you know, with people that you really don't like it just because you have to make a living. And then go home, sleep, and go back and, and wake up and go and do the same over and over and over again. That's the fast the saddest life that I, you can have, you know, because sure. you're happy. Even if you think that you're happy and you're doing because they, because that's what you have to do and you seem to be happy because you have to, uh, you know, uh, maybe fake, you know, that you're happy. That's what you really want. But you inside of you, you know that that's not what you want, you know, but uh, but you have to fight about it. You know, you have to you have to start making plans. You have to you have to live the life that you that you were created for. You know, it God give you talent, and and you have to develop that because remember that the Bible said even if I'm not a very church people, the Bible said God give you talent, and He was gonna ask you what you did with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, at the end of the day, you know, uh, you have to you have to grow those talents. If not, they were gonna take it away from you. You know, uh, and 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 that's why the light, you know, start, you know, turn it off. 
little by little, and then your passion goes mm-hmm. through the window, you know, and you do anything, you know, to live anything with that, you know, that, that one day burn you inside. So uh, yeah. I don't want yeah. to have that regret when I get old. You know, I don't want to feel like I, I waste my life. I want to travel. I would love to, you know, to achieve more things. I think that I, I still have a lot of things that I can do, you know, for others. And I have a lot of dreams, you know, still, even if, uh, right now. Um, sometimes you have to stop a little bit to reevaluate what you're doing and all that. But there's so many people, too, that are willing to do it. And, and there are so many people that are trusting me. So I feel, you know, the pressure, too, that I have to do it right because there's a lot of other dreamers behind me, helping, supporting me. So if I don't do it right, they cannot achieve what they want. So it's a big responsibility, too. You cannot just think about you. You know, you have to think about your team. You have to think about your people. And, and, and that's something else that that maybe take you away from your goal and maybe maybe don't let you be successful in this career. If you just think about you, what do you want, and you're using people to get your things, you know. Uh, uh, and and sometimes, you know, they have to evaluate. Everybody have to, at the end of the day, evaluate when you go, you know, home and, and in your peaceful bed. Uh, let's see what I want. Uh, I've been reading lately couple of uh, good books like The Secret uh, of, of uh, Rhonda uh, Byrne, Byrne, I'm not sure about the last name of her, yeah, Byrne, uh, that put you to say to the universe what you want, you know, and they will give you back. It's a positive feeling, and when you put out positive things, positive things will going to come back to you, and, and, and it will be perfectly if people start really going after their dreams, you know, what do you really want to do? Don't waste your life, you know, doing other people's dreams. At the end, when you have the, the strength, when you really want to do it, it's now when you have the chance to do it. It's now, and if you lost that, trust me, at the end of, the, of, the, of your life, when you don't have the strength to do it, you were going to regret badly. And I know that you were going to think about very deep. Even if you don't say it loud, you'll be like, oh, my God, I just waste the opportunity, the chance of my life to live this, to experience this. So it's not just dance. It's in general. You know, do what you really want to do. You know, think about what you really want to do and don't waste your life doing other people's dreams because at the end, they don't, they don't appreciate what you did at the end. And and you will feel bad, very bad. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, Sonia, this has been a great conversation. Before we conclude here today, I do want to just ask you if there are upcoming events that you're going to be performing at, uh, teaching at, workshops, anything else that our listeners should be aware of. First, let's do this because if not, they're going to kill me. I have to say hi, and I love all my diamonds spread around South America, Central America and North America because they 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 need to feel their stuff among love. Okay, so all my diamonds. I'm not gonna say one by one and names because you know who you are. But uh, thank you for being in my life, guys, and and thank you for helping me out. We're gonna be now. Um, I have performances and um, it will it will be like this. Tallahassee this next uh, weekend. Then after that, uh, we're going to Puerto Rico for the Children's and Teen Salsa Congress, which is uh, the one of Edwin Rivera. I'm going to be the artistic director for that one, too. And it, it, it's one of the most amazing uh, congresses because it's all for kids. 
So if you're in Puerto Rico, if you want to go, let me know. Contact me through Facebook or uh, my Gmail account, Diamond Dancers PR, a Gmail account. Uh, and what else? I'm doing, after that, I'm doing Orlando Salsa Congress. And it's this year, for the first time, I'm going to be uh, running all the tech rehearsals and all that. So it will be very interesting to see what, what we can do after that. Um, after, uh, we're moving forward, and we're going to Miami Salsa Congress. So I'm going to be in Miami, too. And uh, after that, we have Top Dance Salsa Congress and Bachata and Aventura Dance Course, one of my favorite events, events of the year. And and there's a couple more things that I'm trying to do during this year, you know, that I already uh, have in plans. I would love to do my first Tokyo trip, uh, but I'm still planning that. It's a little bit more just to get a, a plane ticket and go there. Um, and, and trying to find out more things to do, you know, plus the teams and all that. So I've been keeping my teaching thing and, you know, workshops, and I'm, I'm trying to develop more my musicality uh, workshop, which is one of the most that the people are asking me lately. Uh, musicality is really, really one thing that people here and, and everywhere should be learning more about it. It's really cool to know how to to dance through the music, and it's a different sensation. I would love that people start researching more about that. So if you don't know about musicality, uh, call me or contact me. Uh, yeah. My email my email, I already give you my email, but you can go through diamonddancerinternational.com and you will find my website. So if you want to have more information about me or my Facebook account, so I can just have 24 my people, 25 more people <laughs> uh, to get in on my first Facebook page. And it's Sonia Rivera or whatever. You can put Diamond Dancers on YouTube and you will find, like, we have, like, almost 250 videos up for all teams and teaching and all that. So it will be nice. Great. <laughs> you got a lot going on, Sonia. You are, you are a busy, busy woman. Yeah, but you know what? Uh, uh, even if I'm busy, one thing that I want everybody to know is that uh, even if you're busy, you should have time for your friends, time for your family. Um, don't lose time sometimes that you can that you can do something for your family. Mm -hmm. That's something that you that if you want to be successful here and you want to have a balanced life, you should do that. Um, as a good as a good advice, yeah, your family and your friends. We keep learning, you know. I'm not perfect. We keep learning. <laughs> we all do, absolutely. And I learned a lot here today on the show. Well, you know what? We have to do a second part because we didn't even touch half of the of the things that we should we should be saying here. There's many other things that we should we should be touching here for people to to. To understand about the business uh yeah we should be uh, doing a second part so is it oh, we will absolutely sounds good sonia thank you so much for the time i really appreciate it thank you robert for thinking about us and 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 god bless what you're doing and and, and keep keep working work hard pay you know pay off and definitely i, I will hear a lot about you and and in your in your career Que te agarre 